From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Jacqueline Edmondson became Chancellor of Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus in McKeesport in June. And she is our guest this morning for the full half hour. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. We, I, I want to ask you a little bit about what the role of the Penn State Commonwealth campuses is, like Greater Allegheny in McKeesport in the larger Penn State system, also sort of where the students come from and, and what the strengths uh, of this system are. But I want to start off by talking about you a little bit. So tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up? How did you get involved in education? Sure. So I grew up in the Harrisburg area, and I went to Penn State as an undergraduate when I was 17 years old. I was the first in my family to go to college, and I realized at that time how transformative um, education can be, and Penn State really played such a key role in changing my life and the, the conditions that I was able able to experience and, and provide for my family in different ways. And so over the... I earned a bachelor's degree in elementary education and was a preschool and kindergarten teacher. I returned to Penn State and turned my reading specialist certification and my master's degree in educational psychology and then ended up staying on for my uh, doctorate in curriculum and instruction. My first faculty appointment was at the University of Minnesota, Morris, which was a small liberal arts campus and that's where I learned to love a small campus environment. But I was hired back to University Park and I most recently was there for 17 years on the faculty. So my faculty appointment is in the College of Education. I worked as an associate dean for undergraduate and graduate programs in the College of Ed and then I served as the associate vice president and associate dean for undergraduate education at Penn State for the past four years. That was my most recent appointment at Penn State. Jump back with me a little bit. We're talking with Jacqueline Edmondson. She is the new chancellor at uh, Penn State Greater Allegheny in McKeesport. Their website, incidentally, is ga.psu.edu if you want more information. Jump back a little bit because uh, you talked about growing up in the Harrisburg area. Were you the first person in your family to go to college? Was there a tradition of going to college? or? I was the first person okay. in my family to go to college, and honestly, my mom and dad didn't really want me to go to school, but I couldn't, <laughs> okay. I couldn't imagine not going to college. I was a good high school student. I was a pianist, and so I was accepted to Penn State initially as a piano performance major in Dr. Stephen Smith's piano studio, and that changed the whole course of my life. Okay. I, I don't want to dredge up ugly <laughs> memories or anything, but what, what was the thinking that college was unnecessary? It was really that college was unnecessary. My mother didn't graduate from high school. My father didn't go to school. Okay. He, he um, was part of a religious um, uh, group that mm-hmm. believed that they should be homeschooled and okay. so he never went to school and so the experience of school and education as a whole was something that wasn't um, wasn't foremost on their minds. My, But my mother always wanted me to do well in school and so she pushed me to be a really good student and I loved learning and I just couldn't imagine not going on to college. That actually brings up some things that maybe we can talk about later on, which is that I would assume that Penn State is seeing an increase in the number of students who have come out of homeschool yes. and are, are going on to university. And also, I want to ask you a little bit about um, does everybody need to go to college? And as someone who worked in higher ed for 15 years, I mean, I, my gut reaction is yes, but 
Then on the other hand, we've had people on this very show to talk about trade school sure. education. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit, maybe we can talk a little bit about that okay. uh, in a little while. Uh, Jacqueline Edmondson is chancellor at uh, Penn State Greater Allegheny. She has been chancellor since June and uh, used 17 years at the University Park campus of Penn yes. State. Um, tell us a little bit about this Greater Allegheny campus. How many students are here now and where are they all coming from? Sure, so right now we have about 500 students on campus um, as full-time or part-time undergraduate students. They are coming from um, other states in the country. We have I'm a student from Utah. They're coming from other countries. We have some international students who are here from China and other parts of the world. And then we have a lot of students who are here from the Mon Valley and the Pittsburgh region. So we have, um, last year we had about 50 students who were Pittsburgh Promise students and we're really proud of the fact that we can serve the Pittsburgh area and the Mon Valley and meet the educational needs of the students who are in this region. There are now some four-year degrees here. I mean, and traditionally, as, as a kid growing up in this area, this was a campus that you went on to, yes. the, the main Penn State campus. But what are the four-year degrees that are now offered here? Sure. So we have 11 four-year degrees here. Okay. And some of those are bachelors of arts, and some of those are bachelors of science, which is how it ends up being 11, even though I said didn't say yeah, as right. many as 11 names. We're in the process of adding degrees. So we're in the process of adding three associate degree programs. The associate degrees will be in criminal justice, business, and information sciences and technology. And we chose those three because the, that curriculum folds neatly into the four-year degree program. So if somebody came and earned those, one of those two-year degrees with us and decided they wanted to stay on for a four-year degree, all of those courses would count toward the four-year degree program. And then we're looking at expanding our curricular portfolio and we're in the process of working with the University Faculty Senate and the Office of the Vice President for Commonwealth Campuses in order to add more curriculum so that students have more options. Students can still participate in a two plus two so they can come here and begin any of the Penn State degrees and add and go on to another Penn State campus. Historically, students would go on to University Park, but now we see students going to Behrend, sure. to Harrisburg, just one of the other smaller campuses, depending on the degrees they're pursuing. And so that's really exciting. I think Penn State does an amazing job of offering flexibility for students and mobility so they can pursue the degrees that are most interesting to them. You're not geographically bound necessarily. And, and I suppose some also go on to other four-year university. They start their degree here and then go on to something outside of the Penn State system. That's right. Okay. Students do that as well. Uh, Jacqueline Edmondson is the chancellor at the uh, at Penn State University's Greater Allegheny campus. You can find out more information ga.psu.edu. She has been chancellor since June. Um, it, you you mentioned the international students. I believe there are a limited number of Penn State campuses that accept international students, and the Greater Allegheny campus is one of them. Is that That's still accurate? Correct. That is accurate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the the nice appeal about Greater Allegheny, of course, is that we are a small environment, and a lot of international families are looking for a smaller campus environment for their students. But we still have they have still have access to an urban area, and many of the resources that come with being close to an urban area. And where do those students? come from? Do you know what the countries or is that a hard question to... Um, that's, well, the students we've most recently welcomed are mostly from Asian countries. Okay. Mm -hmm. What attracts them to a smaller campus? I think because there's a community feel. They're, um, they're able to develop close relationships with faculty. Here they still have access. I mean, it's a world-class education. Mm -hmm. I mean, Penn State degrees are Penn State degrees. When you're taking a course at, mm -hmm. at our campus, it applies to any 
other campus location. Um, students earn a Penn State degree. It doesn't say Penn State Greater Allegheny. And so the, the quality and the consistency of the degree programs are really important to us. And families know that when their students are coming here. They may come here for the first two years, get acclimated to the United States, get acclimated to the um, to the curriculum and to Penn State standards and then go on to University Park. In fact, I was just meeting with a young student yesterday and um, she's, she's from Ghana and she is planning to do biochemistry at University Park and this is her, she's in her second year here. And that was the idea is that she would get accustomed to the United States, have the support a small campus can provide and then go on to University Park to finish her studies. Which, which brings to mind something else that I think maybe people are not totally aware of, which is, again, in the not-too-distant past, this was primarily a commuter campus. People lived within short driving distance of the campus. Mm -hmm. But clearly, if you're coming in from Ghana or from Asia, you are living. How many students are residential? We have about 100 students in our residence hall. Okay. And we have capacity for more. And I'm really excited about two things with our residence hall. One is that it was recently renovated over the summer. So there's new paint, new furniture, new floors. It looks wonderful. And the second thing is that we will now be a Pittsburgh Promise preferred partner, okay. which means that students who are coming from with, with Pittsburgh Promise support will have a $2,000 housing scholarship if they want to live in our residence hall. And so we're, we're thrilled about that. That announcement will be made by the Pittsburgh Promise at the end of the month, but they've given me permission to talk about that in advance. <laughs> okay, very <I> good. <laughs> very good. We have to take a uh, quick pause. When we come back, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about where Penn State Greater Allegheny fits in terms of the broader Penn State mission across the state and also how it works with the other Penn State uh, Commonwealth campuses in the Pittsburgh area, okay? Very good, thank you. Uh, Jacqueline Edmondson is the Chancellor of Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus. She became Chancellor in June. You are listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back. Our guest this morning is Jacqueline Edmondson. She's the Chancellor of Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus in McKeesport. It kind of straddles the White Oak border. You can find out more information at ga.psu.edu. Uh, Dr. Edmondson became Chancellor in June after a 17-year uh, career up at University Park. When we took the break, we were talking a little bit about the, how the makeup of this Penn State campus has changed, including a lot more international students, a lot more residential students. You said about one in five students here now actually lives uh, on the campus. So where does this Penn State Greater Allegheny campus fit in, not just with the larger Penn State system, but with there are campuses in Uniontown, I believe that's the Eberly mm -hmm. campus. Uh, there's the campus in Beaver, there's campus in New Kensington. Yeah. How, how do they work together? Sure. So the Western campuses, as we like to call ourselves, include um, Penn State Beaver, Fayette, Shenango, and New Kensington. Okay. And so we collaborate pretty regularly. We share curriculum, sometimes we share faculty. Uh, the chancellors uh, meet regularly to talk about new programs and initiatives, ways that we can share resources. We also have some services that are shared regionally. 
And so, for example, Penn State Greater Allegheny will be the hub for the career services. We'll have a regional career. We have an on-site career services mm -hmm. office, but we'll have a regional person who will help us to build business and industry relationships, and that person will work across all campuses. The Penn State Beaver campus will have somebody who will be working with international programs and international students. And so we do try to find ways to share resources where, where appropriate so that we can give the best um, experiences to our students. Is that difficult sometimes because that's not a quick drive from here to Beaver, for instance, or from here to Uniontown? It hasn't been. Um, okay. I think there are, we try to be really strategic about how that works. There also are technologies that help us to connect sure. remotely, and so we take full advantage of those as well. All right, which, not to sidetrack us, but are there distance learning opportunities as well yes. in the Penn State system? Yes. And okay. Yeah, and so one of the interesting things is that students, and, I'm, and they really do, students who are here have access to the full complement of what Penn State University is. Okay. So they could be sitting in uh, here in McKeesport and take a class with Richard Alley, who's at University Park and has a Nobel Prize in Science mm -hmm. um, because he offers a course through the web. Um, there are opportunities for students to, to do undergraduate research at any of our campuses uh, locations. Our financial literacy office is available to all students. Our student engagement network, which provides grants and opportunities for students to participate in study away, study abroad, undergraduate research, community engagement, those resources are available to students as well. And so it's really exciting for students to realize they can have this full complement of um, opportunities available to them while they're at it, still learning in an environment that's small and intimate and, and community oriented. Jacqueline Edmondson is the Chancellor of Penn State Greater Allegheny, and that's what we're talking about. Incidentally, and we'll talk about this maybe a little bit later on in the half hour, uh, have a fundraiser coming up. It is the 14th annual All That's Jazz Benefit on October 14th. Uh, Benny Benack III will be the headline artist, and uh, you can find out more information by going to the campus website at ga.psu.edu. Let's talk about this sort of the small nature of the campus. What sort of extracurricular activities for this, this 100 students who are living yeah. here mm -hmm. uh, for nine months or eight months of the year, what sort of extracurricular activities are there available? Sure. So we have um, student clubs and organizations that are available to the students. We have ex intramural sports opportunities and about 28% of our students are athletes, which means they play in one of our Division three athletic teams. Okay. Now some of those students are commuters, not all of them are living on campus. The students who live on campus also have opportunities to take advantage of cultural and athletic events that are in the city. So just this past weekend, some of the students joined me for the Silkscreen Gala in Pittsburgh. The film festival. That's right. Yeah. And they have tickets to those events. We have vans that our student affairs office coordinates to make sure students can get to activities if they don't have a car of their own. Um, next Friday, there's a Penn State in Pittsburgh at the Pirates game, so okay. those students will have an opportunity to go to the Pirates game. So I think that's a real advantage of our campus and our proximity to the city is that students can take advantage of these different opportunities. We're getting them out to theater events, to art galleries, um, and, and to sporting events of all kinds. At the same time, they're a little bit insulated from the, like, Oakland experience. So, it, it's, it's, it, so they're not kind of overwhelmed but they're close enough, a short bus ride or a short car ride. Are students allowed to bring cars to campus or no? They are. Yes, they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Jacqueline Edmondson is the Chancellor of Penn State Greater Allegheny. Uh, she has been Chancellor since June, and that's what we're talking about. And one of the things that strikes me as you were talking about taking some students to the Silkscreen Arts Festival is you must know a fair number 
of students. I, I mean, yeah, even though you've only been here yeah. for a few short months. That's right. Okay. Yeah, the students here are just amazing, and that's been the greatest um, pleasure of mine is getting to know the students who are on campus. And I've, we have a student advisory group that I'll be meeting with to get their input on campus life and the opportunities that they have here so we can make sure that whatever we're doing is responsive to the interests and needs they have. Um, but we have just, we have amazing, amazing students. You mentioned, uh, you used the term community engagement, and I'm wondering what are some of the ways that students are engaging in this Mon Valley, Monyuk community? Sure, there are lots of ways. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we're doing is um, opening up a McKeesport Center within this, with the city of McKeesport. Okay. It'll be a space where um, it's the former YWCA space mm -hmm. on 9th Street, and so that's an opportunity for us to engage the community in a number of different opportunities, and we'll have students involved with that outreach as well. So right now we're in the process of getting some computers set up, and some of our students are working there to help us with that setup. There'll be wireless access, some um, computer basic courses that are offered, small business built growth opportunities, and so those are, those are some things that we'll be doing, and students will be involved in that. We have students who are engaged with um, Habitat for Humanity, students who are tutoring at some of our local high schools, um, and there are just a whole range of things they're involved in. And we're also going to be the first college site for the free store. So Giselle Fetterman from yes. Braddock was mm -hmm. here, and we're in the process of getting that set up in Frable Building. And um, it's, that's going to be really, that's going to be totally student run. So we have students who are in the business program and project and supply chain management who will help us to operate that space. And we're, we're thrilled to be able to work with Giselle and to, to have that available to the community. Let's jump back a little bit to this, um, to, to the Ninth Avenue uh, building that you mentioned. Is this, okay, uh, sorry. Um, is, is this, you mentioned computers going in there, but I also heard a small business component. So yeah. what sort of programs would be offered down there? So there'll be a whole slate of programs. The, the initial ones, we have three exercise classes that will be offered in that mm -hmm. space by um, people who are interested in eventually opening their own gyms. So it's a place for them to sort of launch and understand how to get their businesses up and running. Okay. The computer spaces can be used for um, basic computer classes, GED, literacy, um, those those and will be of open to the community. Mm -hmm. Will those there are, be a fee for those? Or um, not at this time. Okay. There's not. Yeah. And over time, they'll be working on different fee structures depending mm -hmm. on what's offered. We have some agreements with Dollar Bank um, to come in and help with first-time home buyers. Yeah. And provide support for them. And so we're really trying to put up some programming that will be really responsive to the needs of the community and the region. And we've just hired a continuing education director who will help us with that. And um, that's the person who, over time, will be able to answer questions about yeah. fees for some of the programs. But initially, the idea is not that there would be fees for these programs. And when would you, what is the time frame or the timeline for that coming, starting to come online, that building? Sure. We're hoping to have everything up and running by middle of October. We'll be doing that's aggressive. Yeah, we'll be doing safety Saturdays throughout the, the late fall and winter where people can learn about um, anything from Christmas tree lights and carbon monoxide detectors and those sorts of things so that those that will be some other thing some, those will be some other things that are offered in that space and that is as you mentioned it's a former YWCA building I think the consortium for public education was located there but they have recently taken a uh, different space down at the RIDC park and I think there was a health clinic a free health clinic there is that, that is, still that's still there and that is that's right and okay. Pierre Penn has an office there right now so we'll be on the third floor and yeah. the city of McKeesport and Mayor Sherpko have been wonderful partners there giving us that space to use for free and we are working with them to make sure the programming is serving the community.
So it's a, it's a beautiful partnership. Is there any kind of sort of a formal groundbreaking or ribbon cutting plan there, or we don't know? We, yes, I actually saw Mayor Sherpko earlier today, and we will be doing something. We just need to get the dates lined up. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have one more 30-second uh, break to take. When we come back, I, I want to talk to you about um, we've talked about the advantages of having a small campus. I'm wondering if you're a little bit landlocked. What are the are there disadvantages or are there challenges? Okay. Okay. Uh, Jacqueline Edmondson is the chancellor of Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus. Uh, she became chancellor in June, and that's exactly what we're talking about. If you'd like more information about that campus, you can go to ga.psu.edu. And we'll be back to wrap things up in just a couple of seconds here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio. WMCK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back for a final few minutes. Our guest is Jacqueline Edmondson. She is the chancellor, the new chancellor at Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, they've got a fundraiser actually coming up on October 14th. It is the 14th annual All That's Jazz fundraiser. Benny Benack III is the headliner there. That is a fundraiser for scholarship uh, programs at Penn State Greater Allegheny. You can find out more information by going to the website ga.psu.edu. We took the break. I put you on the spot a little bit. I said, so we've talked about the advantages of being at a small campus, and it is small, 500 students, uh, about 100 residential students. Are there any disadvantages? Are you landlocked here, or is there room to grow? Sure. So there is certainly room to grow, okay. I and mean, we have 52 acres that were kindly de um, donated to us by uh, Mr. Buck back in the 1950s. So there's room to grow, and um, oppor many opportunities available to us as we look to expand our curriculum, expand our um, undergraduate experiences here. Um, but you did ask for disadvantages. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but yeah. I'm just wondering. I know. Because I, I, yeah, I mean, I suppose if you are a student who really wants to be have the big campus experience. If you want that Big a, Ten that's right. land grant, you know, football on Saturdays and, and you know, 20,000 you know, screaming students, or 40 or 60,000. Yeah, or 107 when I was at the Penn State. Or 107, <laughs> yeah, at Beaver Stadium on a yeah, Saturday. Yeah. You're not going to get that. No, you'd have to travel, and we do yeah. have students who go for the football games and okay. other experiences. But certainly, there, you know, if you're looking for that really big campus environment, this is, this is not the place. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really haven't asked you, and we, and we talked about uh, you're coming here, how was this kind of offered, this position kind of offered to you? What was the process? What attracted you, I guess, is my question to, to this position? Yeah. So I, in my work as the associate dean, or associate vice president and associate dean for undergraduate education, I worked with all of the Commonwealth campuses on curriculum. Mm -hmm. And this campus really caught my attention. We were thinking about curriculum and how campuses might expand their portfolios. And I traveled out here a few times. I, I, I'd worked over the years with a number of the faculty. And this is just a really special place. And I knew this was a really special place. And so when the opportunity came for me to, to, to come here, there was no hesitation that I wouldn't, wouldn't want to come. But I will tell you that since I've been here, it's even more special than I realized. I mean, Penn State just does, I think, an incredible 
job of providing access to students and families to a Penn State education through our campuses and this, this campus is, um, it's humbling to be part of that experience. Um, we have students who are incredibly bright, incredibly hardworking. Um, one of the, you walk across campus, they're some of the most polite students you would ever meet. And there's just great pride in being part of this campus. I've met alumni who speak so highly of the time they've had here and the, the commitment they have here. And so this sense of community is really profound. And the students who join our campus really have a, a great opportunity to be part of a community where the faculty and the staff care about their success, care about their education, and know one another well. With this campus now offering, you said 11 mm -hmm. four-year degrees, I imagine that is, is building and growing here. It is building and growing and we're working very purposefully with our alumni. We have a new Office of Institutional Advance, Advancement and Linda Karinga will be leading our efforts to work, work and out, do more mm -hmm. outreach with our alumni and she's also helping us to form a parent group and so we're very excited about those opportunities because as our, as our curriculum expands, as the student population grows, we want to be sure we're connecting with alumni and with parents and with, um, and then just of course with our students. Uh, Jacqueline Edmondson is the new chancellor at Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus. You can find out more information at ga.psu.edu. You grew up in the Harrisburg area and then you spent much of your career in University Park State College area, Center County. Have you relocated to this area? Yes. Okay. And so it's interesting because when my husband and I were first married, we lived in Pittsburgh. Okay. And that was when the um, Penguins won back-to-back -back Stanley Cup sure. the last time. Yes. And my oldest son was born here. So it was really um, incredible for us to come back. And we love Pittsburgh. And it, it is such a different city than it was when we were first married. And it's been lovely to get reacquainted with the city. We're living in Squirrel Hill now. Okay. So we're very, very excited about that. Is it... Is it difficult at all and, and this th there is I think among the people and this is something we talk a lot about on this show there is among some of the people who live here sometimes I, I, I sometimes wonder if the internal stigma we have about ourselves is worse than the external mm -hmm. stigma so um, sell the people who live here on the good things about this area especially this sort of Mon Valley area where Greater Allegheny Campus is located. Yeah, I, what I've learned since I've been here is that there's great pride in the history of this community. There are people with in, in just incredible work ethic, people who want to work, who are doing everything they can to turn the tide after the steel mills, mills have gone. This post-industrial climate is tough. Yeah. I think there are, are uh, but there are a lot of really smart, creative, tough people out there who are working to solve those problems. Um, the, uh, the people I've met to a fault have been incredibly kind. Very, I feel very supported, um, not just by the campus community, but by the but but by the community at large. Mm -hmm. And so, Mayor Sherko and other in the school districts, you know, people are they want Penn, they're glad Penn State is here. They want to see our campus be successful, and we're working hard to build relationships so that we can benefit the benefit the community. But I think this is an incredible region, and I'm I'm really proud to be part of it. I, I, I'm almost wondering if the students who are coming here, and we're just about out of time, uh, I'm wondering if the students who are coming here have no preconceived notions because it, it, it's so hard for those of us who grew up here as the deindustrialization was happening. We have these still preconceived notions in our head of what things used to be, right. whereas if you're 19 or 18 or 20, it's all new. Yeah, and the beauty of that is you can tap the young creativity and energy and the sociological imagination to have those students help us imagine what can be. 
And I think that's really what the edu our educational experiences can do. If people wanted to reach out to you or to uh, Linda Karinga or uh, any of the folks here, what's the best way to do that? Um, email is the best way, and okay. so we are our email. We're easy to find on the website, but mm -hmm. I will give you, if you would like, my sure. email address. It's jxe117 mm -hmm. at psu.edu, and I'd be glad to hear from anybody. Okay. <laughs> Jacqueline Edmondson is the new uh, chancellor at Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus. They've got a fundraiser actually coming up on October 14th. Uh, if you'd uh, like to, if you like jazz, and especially if you like, I believe it's a sort of a Great Gatsby theme this year. Okay. Um, that's coming up on October 14th. Uh, you can find out more. More information at ga.psu.edu. Dr. Edmondson, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.